Hello and welcome to episode number 19 of News of the Nerd, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, video games, comic books and anything else remotely nerdy. I am Ben and I'm here with my brother slash co-host Jason. Hello, good morning. Good morning, we are filming in the very early hours of the morning. Yeah, this, this is probably the earliest record we've done. Got our energy drinks, <laughs> got our coffees. We are going to be talking about episode one of Secret Invasion today. We are. Shall we do? There's a few. So for these episodes, the idea is we'll be mostly talking about the latest MCU TV show releases, and we'll do this every time there's a new release. So we're going to try and be on it for the next six weeks, seven weeks, something like that. Yeah, so so we probably won't cover as much news as usual, but when there's some big bits of news that drop, I think we should just cover them uh, at the beginning of the episode. So I do think we need to talk about the the trailer for Craven the Hunter. Yes. Have you seen it? I have. Yeah. What did What did you think? It looks like a fucking badass. <laughs> like it. I I found this, the trailer this... like kind of hilarious. This 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 man, I was like, my impression of Craven the Hunter, like I've not seen much of him, but I just assumed he was one of these rich guys that lived on an island and just hunted people on his island. Do you know what I mean? Like he pays people to try and survive for twenty four hour. I mean, that's this guy's kind this of guys. The... Yeah, but he's pretty much an animal. So that's the thing. I don't know why, and it's Sony that keep doing this. They keep because they've got the rights to these Spider-Man characters. Like, okay, yeah, we'll use story. this guy and just change him completely. Like that is no recognizable version of Craven the Hunter for many reasons. I am right though, isn't it? Craven the Hunter's this rich guy that just gets people imported to his island and says, "Try and survive, and I'll hunt you." I'm not sure if it's quite like that, but along those lines, he's a hunter who's hunted like everything in the world and is now is that good at hunting that he's bored by it. So he decides that he needs to hunt the most dangerous game, which is not man but Spider Man. <laughs> There's a scene in the trailer where he's like chasing cars. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like here. I said, it's no recognizable version of Craven the Hunter. Craven doesn't have fucking super lion powers. He's not <laughs> like like this. Looks more like he man, like <laughs> White Panther to me. Like White Panther. Yeah, he he gets a bit of lion blood dropped on him, and he gets lion powers. So does just White watching like, the Avengers. Is that a radioactive lion? <laughs> like, why does he get lion powers from that drop of lion blood? Why does he have lion powers? Why is he... See, he's like hunting hunters. He's protecting animals. That's not Craven. Craven's a fucking hunter of Craven's animals. A fucking lunatic. I thought this film looked like an like edgy early 2000s action film. Like it reminded me of stuff like uh, Aeon Flux and oh. Ultraviolet and Underworld. So not a good thing. Uh, no, no, I don't think it looks good. You think that looks good? No. <laughs> I mean, you sounded like you thought it looked good, and now you've changed your mind. Now I've said something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just question- making sure I was correct. But what? What are the chances? 
that there's a post credit scene with Morbius in this. Can you not ruin my life? Although, I mean, Russell Crowe is in it. That's cool. Yeah, like I guess. Craven's dad is Zeus. It's just... Sony just makes shit movies when they don't discuss things with Marvel. Yeah, like, I, I don't know why... That there is no particular reason that they would be so incapable of making good adaptations. I think it's because most of the characters that they've got the rights to um, from Marvel Comics are villains. Like, they've got Spider-Man and his supporting cast, which is basically like Spider-Man, Mary Jane, Aunt May, and all the villains. But when you're making a film about the villains you've kind of got to make them heroic in some way, which just undermines the point of those characters. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Yeah, so, yeah, making making Craven the hero, just, I don't know, but the, so there's that one scene in it as well where he's, like, getting covered by spiders. I wonder if that's going to be some sort of setup for a future Craven Spider-Man face-off. Spider-Hunter. Well, that's... So what he does, he hunts Spider-Man. No, as in he gets turned into a Spider-Man. There is they're a just, they're, yeah, they're, they're just going to be like there, there is a there is a Spider-Man. Uh, there's a version of Spider-Man that is Craven. Of course, there's Spider-Man version of everything. Yeah, yeah, we have discussed that before. Um, talking about Sony Pictures though and their adaptations, shockingly to everyone, Sony have cancelled, I believe, or delayed but you know it's going to be delayed forever the bad bunny el muerto movie which we all had so much faith in everyone was looking forward to so much who's el muerto again that that guy that appeared in one (laughs) issue of spider-man they listened to the podcast where we were just slamming the fact that why are they making a movie about a character that's had one issue well they didn't need to listen to the podcast they just listened to the entire internet (laughs) So, just I've only got two bits of news that I want to talk about. Do you want the happy or the sad news? Uh, sad. So, have you seen the uh, Marvel delay announcements? Yes, which actually, so on our last podcast, we had special guest Other Ben, and he predicted that Kang Dynasty would be delayed. And it's not the only film that's been delayed. So, just a quick run through. Captain America Brave New World was due to come out on May the 3rd, 2024. It's now August 26, 2024. Thunderbolts was August 26, 2024. That's now the 20th of December, 2024. Yeah, so it's just like had a ripple effect from there outwards, hasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Blade was the 6th of September. It's now the 14th of February 25. The untitled Deadpool movie was the 8th of November. It's now at 24. That has actually come forward. It has. To the 3rd of May 24. Fantastic Four was due to come out on the 14th of February 25. It's now the 2nd of May 25. Kang Dynasty was meant to come out on the 2nd of May 25. It's now the 1st of May 26. Yeah. It's a massive pushback. 
and then Secret Wars. What did we say they were apart? Like six months apart? Something like that, yeah. So that's gone from the 1st of May 26 to the 7th of May 27. Yeah. So they're now a year apart, which is just... So after Secret Invasion, so say we've got... What did we say? We've probably got about six, seven episodes, I think they said. Six. Six. So that would bring the last episode out about the 26th of July. Right. After that, the next thing is Loki, but it's not till the 6th of October. Okay. Which is quite a big gap. I mean, it's not. It's not really. When you think like back to the times we had like two Marvel yeah. films a year and that was all. And I, I think, you know, less stuff, more spaced out is not necessarily a bad thing for the MCU. Well, that's kind of what they've done. So the Marvels then is the 10th of November. Yeah. Echo is 29th of November. And then it's 24, we get Deadpool 3, Captain America and Thunderbolts. Yeah. 25, we get Blade and Fantastic Four. 26, we get Kang Dynasty. And 27, we get Secret Wars. So they maybe, maybe they've realised that putting things out quite quickly has not been working well the past couple of movies. Yeah, and there will be more stuff in between some of those films. There's still no mention of What If. No, I still think that's just going to be a, su- a surprise drop one day. But there's no way, like, there's there's going to be other Marvel films between uh, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. Definitely. Is there though? Yeah. Like, just because they've not announced them yet doesn't mean that, that there won't be any. Uh, but I think this is partially due to the writer's strikes. Yeah. I think only partially, because some of these films have already actually been filmed. Like, I think Captain America has wrapped filming on it now. Yeah, but it's it's still be it's, it's still being pushed back. And I, um, yeah, and I think so as so Deadpool three we know has been brought forward, but yeah, that's also wrapped filming. But I do wonder if part of this is because of the reception to the CGI in Ant Man, and they're gonna take this time spend to more time post processing. Yeah, I hope so. Why do you think so? I just find it interesting that every, all the other big because all the ones that have been pushed are big Marvel movies which would make sense but they're just going to focus a bit more time post-processing why is Deadpool being brought forward uh, probably because it's a six six months probably because it's a lower budget less CGI intense movie and it's already it's already wrapped you know obviously the CGI in there but I think compared to compared to films like Ant Man, where like the entire thing is being filmed uh, either on the volume or on a green screen or yeah. whatever, I think there's much less that needs to be done to make that releasable. I just find it interesting that it's been brought forward so much that I wouldn't really question it if it was like you know within a month it were pulled forward. Yeah. Well, it's like six months. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy for a movie to be pulled forward. Like, it does not happen very often. No, I know what you mean. 
So before we get into Secret Invasion, the other thing I wanted to just mention is something I'm super excited about. Netflix have teased Avatar The Last Airbender in 2024. I mean, I'm not I'm not an Avatar fan. I've never really watched it. But it's interesting to hear that you're excited about it because this is the adaptation that I think most Avatar fans are really wary of. Because yeah. th- this is the one where the the original writers of Avatar actually left the process because they weren't happy with what Netflix were doing. Yes. Um, they did have input for a lot of it before they left. Yeah, but clearly weren't happy with the direction it was going. But I think it's... So Avatar The Last Airbender was pretty much my childhood. And it is a show, and you'll know that, that it was a show that I watched all the time and I've re-watched quite a few times. The movie was shockingly bad. So I'm just, I think, the last Airbender fans are just hoping that it's somewhere where it should be and that it brings a, a back a bit of that nostalgia and kind of sticks true to the story and doesn't look dark and gloomy. Well, that's... A- the thing that makes me think it's not going to stay true to the story is the fact that the creators weren't happy. But like I said, I'm I I have no stake in this. I'm I like I've seen the odd episode. I never really got into it. I've never watched it from the beginning or anything like that. They also released a trailer for the live action One Piece, which I watched that trailer, and I mean it uh, didn't. I didn't think it looked great. And again, I know nothing about One Piece, really. Um, I, I know that there's a ridiculous amount of episodes and it's been running for, for years. I think the so the anime is based off a manga and the manga's got like even more story. So there's like a huge amount of story there. But yeah, the, this trailer did not make me want to rush out and watch the live action One Piece or the animated One Piece for that matter. The fact there's over a thousand episodes just does not want make me want to watch the animated One Piece. <laughs> yeah, but then you know, on the flip side, if it's gone for that long, it must be good. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's putting the time into catching up on it, isn't it? So, shall we move on to why we are here so early in the morning? So, episode one of Secret Invasion, also known as Resurrection, just quite a cool name. Who was uh, resurrected? Is it just Nick Fury's come back to Earth? I think that's no one previously it's... thought to be dead came back, did they? So because that's that's what I would assume from that title. Yeah. It must be on about Nick Fury. I thought I thought the episode was good. I think it felt a little bit slow at first, but you always I feel like you're always gonna think that about a pilot quite often. It kinda of, it needs to set things up a little bit, but I feel like it, it it didn't feel slow for long. Right. And just because obviously scrolls. Has Everett Ross always been a scroll? That's not the impression I got. Like how long has he been a scroll? I I think it that guy was just using his face at the time. Because presumably the real Everett Ross is in Wakanda. He was he was sprung from prison by Okoye 
Yeah, true. So I would assume the real Everett Ross is in Wakanda. But yeah, I, I think if he had always been a Skrull, they would have made a bigger deal of it. Well, they'd have found out he was a Skrull in Black Panther, because they're clever enough to realise that I'm operating on an alien here. Yeah, I think Shuri would. But we, I mean, we don't really know how it works. Like, if they're in human form and get cut, do, like, do their like, yeah. internals transform as well? I mean, the clothes transform, so I feel like the internals probably would. But the thing that got me is that Ross had direct contact with Maria Hill. Like, he was saying, I need, like, an extraction, as if she was aware that Everett Ross was there and they were doing work. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so for me, a squirrel can't have just been using his face in that moment. He must have been setting it up for a little bit. What does that mean? Because I didn't know squirrels could take memories. Yeah, that is mentioned in Captain Marvel, but they you cannot just don't see it, dear. But I'm sure that they say they can only take recent memories. But because that's that's why they have to share something more personal about themselves, like Fury saying he can't eat a sandwich if it's cut diagonally. Yeah, this one where they actually like touch their heads and but that looks. I get the impression that's more of a long term memory transfer. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm talking about. Like I know, yes, they got recent, but it does seem like they're just taking very recent, like full memory catalog. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think if they just transform into you, they they get like your recent memories. I think when that's why they're hooked up to these machines and kept out of the way, and they touch their heads. I think they're taking everything. Um, but no, I don't think Everett Ross has always been a scroll. I, I'll be honest, I was slightly disappointed by this episode. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's the worst Disney Plus show Marvel have put out. Oh, can I win a soldier? Yeah, I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think it's the worst thing Marvel have put out this year. I, I don't think it was. It wasn't as good as I was hoping it would be either. Like, it doesn't quite... You can see it's going for that kind of espionage thriller, which it kind of does. And, like, it's not a kid's show. Not Like, there's, there's blood and stuff in it, but it's not, like, overly violent or sweary or anything like that. But it's not a kid's show just because it is a lot of, a lot of talking, and I think it would just bore most kids. But if you're going for that kind of show, it doesn't feel complex enough. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It, I feel it like feels it has quite straightforward uh, in terms of its plot so far. Like we're, we're on episode one, and hopefully it will uh, it will develop more as it goes on. But uh, yeah, so far it's 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 all right. I feel like it has got that feel of like fifties paranoia starting to show, though. Well, that's what I mean. You, you can. You can see that that's what they're going for, but I don't so think they've been don't know who's who. I and... don't think they've been ambitious enough with it. But that—that's the idea, isn't it? In these old spy thrillers, you never know. You never quite know who's on your side, and you never know who's a secret agent and who's a mole and who's a double agent. And so you can tell why they've wanted to do that with this story because it's just 
taking that to like a superhero level or a super powered level, you never know who's even human. Yeah, and but I I just thought that the story on the face of it seems a bit too straightforward. I think it's just setting everything up, or maybe I maybe that's that is my hope. But it's setting everything up. Hopefully, by you know this in, in another two weeks' time, by the we'll end of episode three, well, yeah, hopefully, it's our first look at. Nick Fury since the blip. Yeah, so that man is broken. It seems like immediately post blip he went off world. It's like fuck this shit, I'm out of here. But no, that I feel like that man is broken. That is not Nick Fury. But I guess evaporating into dust will probably do that to you. Yeah, he's definitely uh, he's taken it hard. Just you know, he's not a man that's used to to losing, and that's what happened. They lost. It was and what Thanos won. The, the woman said, uh, "What's her name?" Olivia Coleman. Mm-hmm. She's the director of the Thunderbolts. She's not, is she? No, she's the head of MI thirteen, I believe. Yeah, um, she said. And I think this was, I was just like, yes, that is like right on the money. She said something about it made you realise that no matter what you do, there's always someone stronger Yeah, around the corner, something like that. And from Nick Fury's point of view, when you think he's this badass that was running S.H.I.E.L.D. and all of this, for him to realise that is going to break him. Yeah, because he's been preparing for years to be able to overcome any threat to Earth. Like, he's been planning the Avengers since the mid-90s. So he's the guy that's always got plans in place. He's always got redundancies for every situation. For a guy to bring that all down by clicking his fingers. Yeah. But Olivia Coleman was fantastic. I hope we see a lot more Olivia Coleman. I thought she just looked like she was having so much fun with her performance. You just love Olivia Coleman, don't you? I mean, who doesn't? She's a fantastic actress. <laughs> she is a fantastic actress. Oscar winner Olivia Coleman. I do, I, I do like her snappy repertoire. Yeah, like the the way she was like taking the piss out of her own security, but in such a friendly chipper way. Like you did a stand-up job. You don't normally pass mediocre. Yeah. Well done. I was like, fuck. Okay. There was the thing that actually made me piss myself a little bit was when Talos and Nick Fury are talking, and he's like, You're doing well for 130 odd. And Talos is like, I'm only like I'm not even 40 in human years. Like, haven't had my midlife crisis. And he's like, and he just says to Nick Fury, "What did you do for yours?" And he went, "The Avengers." Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I, I found did like that, that really, really funny. I, I, I really like the the Talos Nick Fury relationship, like because, so you you see them, you know, that they knew each other in it's like ninety five or something when Captain Marvel set eight, isn't it? No, no, it's definitely the nineties. So they've known each other since ninety five, anyway. And presumably, 
they've been working together since then. Like Talos is probably like basically an unofficial agent of Shield. Saber. There is no Shield anymore. Well, no, but for all those years there was. Yeah, yeah. And so it makes sense that they they know each other well, and when they're talking, they do just seem like best friends that haven't seen each other for a while, but snap straight back into their rhythm of like friendly digs at each other and taking the piss. I do feel like they are going to come to a head though, because of the way Fury seems to have less regard for Skrull life than human life. Not even that. I think it's just that Talos has something to prove. And especially in that fight scene, Fury stopped him being able to prove it. Like he stepped in and shot shot the scroll. And Talos was like, I said no. But I got the impression that was because Talos wanted to preserve Skrull life because he understands why these people are angry. He doesn't agree with their methods, but I think he understands. And yeah, yeah I, I think that is going to cause conflict down the line between Talos and Fury. Um, and obviously Talos's daughter's on the other side, so it's... I do think that the whole storyline does seem a bit tone-deaf after Captain Marvel. One of the greatest things that Captain Marvel did was that subverting of expectations with the scrolls, And, like, oh, actually, these people who you assume are the villains are actually refugees, and they're not your enemy, and they're just looking for somewhere to live in peace. And to take that and now go, oh, actually, no, they're violent and they want to kill you, does I mean, feel kind of tone deaf. I get, I get where you're coming from. I just think I get where they've gone because of the whole they Nick Fury's promised them a place to live and then disappeared for five years. Yeah, I know, but Captain Marvel was clearly drawing real-world parallels and, and trying to make the point that, like, Actually, you know, just because these people are different from you does not make them your enemy. To to then take that and decide that no, actually they they do want to destroy the world and make it their own and take over and it feels like it's playing into every paranoia about refugees. Very very topical point. Well that that's clearly what Captain Marvel was doing though. That's the point it was trying to make. What do you think to Amelia Clark's character? Uh, Again, like I really enjoyed her performance. I I think Amelia Clark is uh, a brilliant actress. Incredible actress. She is the one where I'm not entirely sure where her loyalties really lie. Like, did she did she set them up at the end there? Don't know. So there's, there's a few things a few things I want to talk about there. So when when she. So when she first meets up with Talos and Talos is talking about how the Skrull rebels killed her mum, do, do we think that's true? Do we think he's saying that to try and get her back on side? What what exactly do we think happened to her mum? Because we don't see that. That's all happened somewhere between far from home and now. And they've not said what happened to her no he he said that they killed her and that's all so 
I'll be. I hope we find out like exactly what happened to her, and I feel like it's not going to be as straightforward as that. Um, maybe he made the wrong call, and that meant that she died. Maybe possibly. by their hand, but it was kind of his fault. But she clearly seems to be wavering in that moment. Yeah, and then oh. she she does what she says, marks the bags. Well, that's the other thing. So then they, they meet back up later on. She she There's a couple of bits of information to pick out of that. One is that she tells Talos they know you're going to be there because they've got hundreds of agents out in the field that even I don't know who they are, and they're feeding information back. So who would know that Talos is tracking them down and is going to be there? The only people I can really think is Fury, who I'm pretty sure that Fury is not a scroll. I don't know. And the other one I, is Maria I Hill. I, I was convinced that Maria Hill was a scroll. Absolutely convinced. And I, then I feel I feel like that's been blown out of water. Well, that's it. At the end, she dies. I'm, and I, I, I was I waiting. can't believe they've killed her off episode one. Yeah, I, I was I was shocked by that. Um but as the camera's like panning out above her body, I was just waiting for her face to revert back to scroll form and it didn't come. But that's what I was expecting to happen. And I guess the other thing is if she was a scroll, why would Gravelax of Shotter. Gravelax. <laughs> Fucking Gravelax. That's salmon. Yep. Um, so maybe That's she's it. not it's a scroll. Gravelax from now on. But do, do you think Maria Hill is dead? Do you think that's it for her in the MCU? I really don't know. I, I just... It it did feel a bit for someone who's been in the MCU since twenty twelve, it did feel a bit unceremonious yeah. of a death. Um I'll tell you my theory. So in Far From Home, we see uh Talos and his wife are posing as Fury and Maria Hill. In in the intervening time, Talos's wife, whose name I can't remember, has died. And so now I think the real Maria Hill has has died. I think human Maria Hill is now dead, but I don't think we will get no more Kobe Smulders in the MCU because I think by the end of this series, Gaia is going to take Maria Hill's human form and start working for the, the good guys as Maria Hill. Good theory, uh, and I, and it's also so it's like it's not just paying respect to Maria Hill by carrying on her legacy. It's also like paying respect to her mum by carrying on the the form that she took while on Earth. Yeah, I I don't think we'll see her again because I think her death is there, which is either a, a really bad thing or going to be a good thing. I think her. Her death is there to make Fury book his ideas up. I mean, it could go one way or the other. It could just send him like deeper into depression. Yeah, 
or he's going to lose his shit and be like, right, the old Fury needs to come back. Yeah. That, there was a thing he said in it. There was one, someone suggested that they might need to call in like bigger guns. And he said, this is my war. Like he's going to do it alone. Yeah. And I, I feel like that is there just to stop those people on the internet that go, but why didn't they just call the Avengers for every single threat? <laughs> because you, you can't do that for every single film and TV show. The Avengers can't take care of everything. I mean, if it was real life, they probably would, but... <laughs> I'd, it would make things less interesting <laughs> and more expensive. <laughs> Don, che- Don Cheadle's scroll was in there. Yeah, so something interesting about Don Cheadle is like he was just walking around. Yeah, he's got the special legs. So when we saw him last, he had like an exoskeleton legs on the outside of his clothes. So unless he's got something special that now sits underneath his clothes, he's just walking around. Or Or he's a squirrel. Or Wakanda's fixed him. Potentially, but that's never been mentioned. I feel like that is one of the biggest cop-outs in the MCU, (laughs) is like... Wakanda can fix anything. No. To to show you that the stakes are real in Civil War, they basically fucking paralysed Rhodey. And then, no, it has no lasting implications. He just has some special robot exoskeleton that he can walk around in just like normal. So I, I still think Rhodey's going to be a Skrull. And see, seeing that scene... And seeing him walk around with just without the use of any special equipment made me double down on that. That dude is a scroll. We also got a new president. Yes. Do we think we're going to see War Machine? I feel like I don't know. It's all, it's all but confirmed because the president did say take care of it. Yeah, possibly. And what's, done, what's Rhodey going to do? We are we are a suit. Well, I mean. I guess he's like in charge of the air force. Yeah. So probably quite a lot. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> new president in the MCU, president Ritson, but we do know that in captain America, brave new world, the president is president Thunderbolt Ross. So something is going to happen to president Ritson. What are the chances that guy is a scroll? Could Everyone's the president of the United States be a scroll? That could be quite a cool reveal. I tell you what, if they infiltrated be... the very highest level of government, I am going to be so pissed off if there isn't at least ten scroll reveals. <laughs> There's only six episodes. Yeah, I want all ten, ten in one episode. So, I mean, we can't. I just want, I just want all the Avengers in one shot, and them all just turn out to be scrolls. Yeah, everyone's a scroll. There are actually no humans. There's no such thing as humans. <laughs> Everyone thinks they're the only scroll. They just they just forgot that there were scrolls. So yeah, President Ritson is not hanging around. He's not going to be president for a long time. I was impressed by the sheer level of destruction at the end of that episode. Oh, because just... it, it it did feel like you know that they're working their way up to to setting off these bombs and they're going to be that's what that that's what the series is going to be about them trying to thwart them starting this war 
And then they no, just no, like they're just gonna have to stop this war. Blow up a shit ton of Moscow. And Gravelax just t- takes takes no prisoners, does he? No. I'm hoping we find out how they've done that because the empty bags. Oh yeah, so so that was the other thing. Sorry, so I was saying that so the first thing that that Gaia mentioned that I wanted to touch on was that they have they have agents that are out there in the world infiltrating various organizations. The second thing was that she told him that she would mark the bags. Yeah, in an ultraviolet paint so that they could see them. But the bags that were marked were decoys. Did she know that? Did she set them up? Or did she think she was actually helping them? In which case, does that mean that Gravix knew that she was trying to help? Joanne, my prediction for the series... Go on, then. My prediction is that someone knew she was helping them let them mark the bags but then either emptied them before or after she marked them yeah i reckon gaia is going to die that's going to send talos into a little bit of a spin he's lost his wife and his daughter now and he's either going to go absolutely off the rails or just break i don't think Gaia's going to die I don't think you get Amelia Clark into the MCU and write her out that quickly. But also, so the guy that she was talking to, who I think seems like he might be Gravix as like second in command. Yeah. Did say something like, we've got our bait now to her. And But there was no bait, really. The empty bags, like yeah, the but... decoy bags. <laughs> so was he talking about the bags or was he talking about her? Mm. Good for I assumed the bags. Well, when he said it, I thought, well, no, because they know the bags. Like she said to them. No, because they'd not had that conversation yet. This is when she she'd seen him in the sewers. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she had this conversation with with Talos's second in command. And then she goes to meet him. After he said, like, we've got our bait now, she then goes to meet her dad. And says, "I'll mark the bags." When he when he said it, I thought it sounded a bit sus, and it it wasn't like he was talking about the bags. So I thought he was talking about her, but she didn't realise. Yeah. So something that looked really cool on camera was in in that final scene was graphics like walking behind things and then transforming and coming out yeah. the other side. That was really cool. But it seemed to like completely ignore everyone else that was also stood behind those things that would have just seen him shape-shifting every time he walked behind something. It was just crowded, weren't it? They weren't paying attention. They were paying I don't know. attention to the festivities. I think if someone was like literally turning from a little girl into a like fully-grown man... Would you not think he I'd, would just like... I'd think I'd notice. ...playing tricks on you? I I think it's something I'd notice, especially in the world of the MCU where this shit can and does happen and normally means something's about to blow up. (laughs) One thing that I feel cannot just be 
Because Marvel don't do things for no reason, do they? What's the flower gonna do? Yeah. I can't I can't see that just being a conversation starter. Yeah, that is interesting. Especially with them making the point going to the effort to point out, but it's adapted to Earth's. Yeah. So maybe yeah. So the the, the scrolls, the bad scrolls plan seems to be to basically make the earth radioactive i think that they're, they're trying to start nuclear war to make the world radioactive because that will kill off the humans but scrolls are immune yes so maybe if the plant has adapted to earth that means that the scrolls have to maybe maybe scrolls born on earth are not immune to radiation because they've adapted to earth or maybe and maybe the schools that have been there for a while are less immune possibly that that yeah so you could be onto something there with the plant it might not be used for anything but it might be signaling it might be uh yeah i just thought that why put it there if there's no point in it like to just make it a conversation starter yeah yeah no you're right it's uh it's chekhov's weird plant yeah, <laughs> love that guy. Good old Chekhov. Uh, do you want to talk at all about the opening credits? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. Go it does seem to be like what most of the discourse online has been about, which does feel a bit like it's a shame because you want people to be talking about the show. And I'm interested in hearing people talk about the show and reading what people's thoughts are on the show. And everyone's thoughts are just about the use of AI in the opening credits, which is is disappointing. And I would hope from the reception it's got, Marvel would not do it again. To be honest, I could forgive it more if it if it looked better. I I think it looks it looks computer generated and it looks kind of ugly. I've seen much, much, much better AI-generated art before. I I thought it looked really cool. Okay. Because it's AI, but if you notice, do you know people's faces on every picture, on every little bit? They, fla- they like, flash in between hu- blurred human, blurred scroll, and intertwining those images in the faces. Yeah, like, I get... And I thought it was really cool because it shows the facts of you don't know who's who. And well, I, I get, I get that, but I just think that it could have looked better, and probably would have looked better if they'd got like human digital artists to create it. Um, and you know, the, the use of AI, we've used AI for fun. I've generated AI images for Dungeons and Dragons games and things like that, but. I do think it becomes more of a moral dilemma when you're using AI for profit, which is something I haven't done and would not do because it's 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 not your work, is it? It's drawing on other people's works to create it. Are you saying we have to stop um, chatting with the robot overlord if we start getting paid? I probably would. Yeah, I, I think that's a discussion we would have to have were that ever to happen. Like, 
it, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm not making money off this podcast. Uh, this is this is a, a hobby. Yeah, because not enough of you are subscribing and telling your mums. Yeah, just wait till we get Henry Cavill on. We'll have at least ten new listeners. <laughs> in that intro, in the hour intro, though, there is. I know you said you're pretty sure that this uh, Nick Fury is not a scroll. Um, in that AI intro, there is a really interesting picture of an uh, Nick Fury scroll. Yeah, and you know we see our Nick Fury scroll in this episode, who it turns out is Gravelax. We have seen Nick Fury scroll before in Far From Home, but yeah, I I, I would be surprised if we don't get a as a scene where you think it's Nick Fury and it turns out to be Talos while Nick Fury is like he's distracting someone or so or while Nick Fury is off doing his own thing. There there will be more Nick Fury scrolling, but I don't think the Nick Fury who has come back to Earth in this episode is a scroll. There's also a president scroll in the intro. Yeah, the, the president it would make sense to me for the president to be a scroll. But so the, the president and Rhodey are working quite closely together. Would it make sense for them both to be scrolls, or is it going to be one or the other? Maybe. Oh shit! Maybe Rhodey scroll is going to kill the president. Oh shit! Maybe. I just i I really want there to be at least one character in this who who turns out to be a scroll, and it has wider implications for the MCU. So someone like Rhodey, he has been a scroll for the last ten years or something. J- just something, something that is going to change the MCU as a whole, not just yeah this show. I'm also kind of expecting that Monica Rambo might turn up in this show at some point. I think Talos is a scroll. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. There's there's a few <laughs> clues. There's a few clues to tell us being a scroll, like when he talks about how he's a scroll. <laughs> uh, we we have spoken before about how TV shows ruin cameos, and it can also ruin deaths. So, like I've said, it you know you're watching an episode of Buffy, and right at the beginning of the episode, it says like special guest star David Boreanaz, and so you know Angel's going to turn up in that episode. But it also worked the, the the other way around as well. It would happen sometimes. So in the series where uh, Giles left in Buffy, it had come up at the beginning of the episodes he was in and be like, special guest star, Anthony Stewart Head. So you go, oh, well, I guess he's not sticking around because he's a special guest star in this episode. And this show put that right at the end. So at the very end, it said special guest star, Kobe Smulders, and special guest star Martin Freeman, two people who you could have going into this expected to be recurring characters, and it would have been ruined if it had said that right up the top. So I'm glad they put that at the end so you didn't know that they were both going to be written out in this episode. Yeah. So any other predictions? Any Anyone else that you kind of expect to turn up? So, oh, so talking about Monica Rambeau, actually, let's go back to that. Uh, so in Captain Marvel, Monica, Rambo, and Gaia are friends. So maybe that could be yeah. a, a way of, of of pulling her back, introducing her to an old childhood friend again. Um, but a line that always stuck with me in Captain Marvel was Monica says 
to Gaia, your eyes are pretty, never change your eyes. So one of the first things I looked for in this when I knew that was Gaia was her eyes, and they, they have changed because they're like, are they like purple or something when she's a yeah. scroll? But they're not, they're brown in this. So I do wonder if that's going to come into play. That's because so- Amelia Clark's got brown eyes. Exactly, yeah. So I, I just, wonder if that's going to come into play in this somehow. Like Monica's going to turn up and say to her, I, I told you never to change your eyes. I feel like, what if Captain Marvel showed up? Because she's got such a big no, that's, that's too... relationship with Skrulls, though. But I think that that is too big of a player. Like, she, she's off-world anyway. Uh, we're, not, we're not getting a Captain Marvel cameo. Brie Larson's, I think, too big for this show and would kind of ruin the espionage vibe that they're going for. I think we're going to have a big cameo, like a big cameo. Do Are we expecting to see um, Alessa, Contessa, Valentina, whatever her name is, in this show? Like final episode or maybe post credits do you think she's going to turn up maybe i because she seems to be in everything that the mcu puts out at the minute i think captain america might show up okay the um falcon version yeah i know i know who you mean i i don't but it could be cool but yeah that the two people that i would like to see show up is valentina and Monica Rambo. I want a big star cameo that we would not be able to predict. Uh, Kim Kardashian. I want... <laughs> no, a big star cameo from the MCU. You know, one of those moments where you go, wait, what the fuck? Tony Stark. Imagine, like, that had just... But the thing is, like, within the context of the show, it is possible. Like, it is not going Scroll. to happen because they're not going to get Robert Downey Jr. back for this. But within the context of the show, it is possible for a scroll to turn into Tony Stark. What if Tony Stark shows up, but he's a scroll, and the only reason he's there is because before he died, the original Tony Stark said, visit my daughter as me sometimes, or some shit like that. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's possible, but they're not getting they're not getting Robert Downey Jr. back for that. Um, How do you know? I mean, I guess they don't need to now if they just ask if they can use his face and they just CGI it in. But yeah, I, I want a big MCU star that we could not predict. Okay, let's try and predict. <laughs> just anyone, anyone from the MCU, there you go, predicted. Okay, cool. So you're probably going to be right then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be cool if Harrison Ford was introduced in this. Yeah. Harrison Ford's uh, Thunderbolt Ross. You know, speaking of which, did you see that Did you see that really cringy interview with Harrison Ford? No. There was someone from, I don't know if they were from Screen Rant or somewhere, but so like this young entertainment reporter that's being given the chance to interview Harrison Ford. And, you know, Harrison Ford is like notoriously grumpy about these things. And they're meant to be talking about uh, Indiana Jones. And it always kind of, this always seems to happen with MCU stars. They can't do interviews for any other film 
without 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 it being brought back to the MCU. And I really feel for them when that happens because it's like you know I want to promote this film. We'll talk about that film when the time comes. But yeah, so she's talking about Captain America instead and says, uh, "Any chance that we could be seeing Mister Harrison Ford as the Red Hulk?" And Harrison Ford looks at like completely. You can see he just has not got the time for this shit, and just goes, "What is a Red Hulk?" And I love it. Like I think he's lying. I think he's definitely turning into Red Hulk. But I just loved his reaction. Let's fuck off. Talk about Indiana Jones. Yeah. Anyway, do you have anything else to say about episode one of Secret Invasion? That's cool. I think we've hit on all the main points. Hopefully some of our questions we've got will be answered next week. Uh, So this is a shorter episode than usual, and these will probably continue to be shorter episodes than usual, but more regularly. We will be getting these out once a week to coincide with new episodes of Secret Invasion. And we'll try and beat the Hollywood Reporter and Vanity. Do Do you mean Variety? That's what I said. You said Vanity. I did I? Yeah. If we can get these episodes out on Friday every week, I'll be happy. I think that's a good aim. So that's it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want to get in touch, you can electronically mail us at notnpod at gmail.com or message us on the Twitter at News of the Nerd. Please send in questions your thoughts on the first episode, on the podcast, on anything. We really want to get people getting in touch so we can answer your questions and bring up your topics. That would be great. Obviously, the best thing that you can do is tell your friends, tell your family, tell anyone you think might want to listen, and, of course, tell your mums. But that is it from us today. So that is a goodbye from me. I was trying to think of something funny to say and I, I couldn't think of anything. So, uh... Insert funny line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Insert funny sign off here. What did you think? I just want to quickly check the name of the episode. Unless you've got that to hand. I think it's called Scrolls, Scrolls, Scrolls. It seems like immediately post blip, he went off world. It's like, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. What? It's a, it's, it's a tune. Okay. The young ones will get it. I won. What I really want. You want to want a zigga zigga? Zigga zigga. So some of these huge publications, like they're, they're getting paid for it. So, like, yeah, we're we're never gonna beat those to the punch, but we can still be pretty quick. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs>
if you want to get in touch, you can electronic email us now. <laughs> electronic email. <laughs> you know what I do? I write an email and then I print it off and put it in the post box. 